0: Welcome back to Sister Cast T where we talk about all things church-related. My name is Allison C. Holt, and I am your host. And today, we are going to continue to embark on our journey, our 2024 journey through the Bible. That we're going to continue to learn about biblical teachings, and we're going to be reading from the King James Version on our journey. Now, you are welcome to use what? version that suits you but I will be reading from the King James Version. Now on last week we talked about creation and the foundations of faith in the book of Genesis. Now this week the second week of year 2024 we are going to be in the book of Exodus and we're going to learn understanding freedom and redemption. Now on today we're going to start with Exodus the third chapter and we are going to learn about Moses and the burning bush. Now we are going to read the scripture and we're going to read the scripture together and then we're going to come back and expound on what we learn, what we glean out of Exodus the third chapter. Exodus 3 starting at verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even unto Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked And behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when God saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thy standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them up out of this land into a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jubasites. Now therefore, behold, I cry, uh, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. My God from Zion. Come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together, and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt, my God from Zion. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt into the land of, Can- of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hibbites and the Jubasites, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall hearken unto thy voice and thou shalt come to thou and the elders of israel unto the king of egypt and you shall say unto him the lord god of the hebrews have met with us and now let us go we beseech thee three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the lord our god and i am sure My God, let me read that again. This is verse 19. And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that he will let you go, and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall come to pass that when ye go ye shall not go empty, but every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and her and of her that sojourneth in her house jaws of silver silver, and jewels of gold and raiment, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. Egyptians, my God, my God, what a reading. This is Exodus chapter three. Now let's go back to verse one and let's see what we can glean from this first now the Bible begins to tell us that how Moses kept the flock of his father-in-law Jethro and if you have not uh, read the story about Moses, Moses birth you can go back to chapter 2 and you can read about Moses and find out how Moses ended up here uh, at the backside side of the desert at the back of the mountain of God Mount Horeb and also it can be, uh, it is called Mount Sinai, which you will read more about Mount Sinai or hear more about Mount Sinai throughout the Bible. But here, Moses is on the backside of the desert, on the backside of the mountain. He's keeping his father in law's flock. Now, listen, let me tell you, uh, uh, this is an educational journey for Moses. Moses was here. For 40 years in this hardship, and we can look at Moses, and we can look at his story. Moses was raised up in royalty. He was raised up in the the Pharaoh's home, the king of Egypt. Moses came up in royalty. And listen, now he's on the backside of the desert, and he is keeping sheep my god from zion and he was there for 40 years but let me tell you something a lot of times we wonder why god why is this happening to me and not only why is it happening to me but why is it taking so long but listen we can look here at moses and we can find here as we did in the book of genesis how the garden of eden was a testing place for adam so here we see here that god also is testing in a sense or he's developing or evolving moses to to come forth and do his will the plan that he has for moses moses grew up in royalty but moses the plan for moses was to lead the people of god in the wilderness, in the wilderness journey out in the desert. So coming up in royalty, uh, how would you have um, uh, the skill set or the mindset or the leadership skills to lead millions of people through a desert? Well, God will put you in a position where you can learn the skill sets that's required. You can learn those leadership skills. Skills listen, Moses was in the backside of the desert for 40 years in hardship, in exile, tending sheep. So God could work on his character, God could develop his leadership skills. My God from Zion and all of this working on the inside of Moses. It occurred in a hidden place, in a broken place, in a place of humility, in a place of solitude with God. That's when you can get that closeness with God. It's just you and God. That's when you can have communion with God. There's no uh, uh, there's no white noise. There's no noise affecting you or catching your attention. Just you and God. On the backside side of the desert. Oh my God from Zion. And this is what Moses was going through. But Moses had to be prepared. For his future task. Of delivering the children of Israel. Out of the land of, of Egypt. My God. We got all of that out of verse 1. My Jesus. Verse 2 tells us that the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire in the midst of a burning bush my God and we're just gonna touch on a little we're not gonna get deep into everything and verse 3 Moses said I will turn aside and see this great sight why is the bush burning but it's not burnt up come on now the messenger of God the representative of God through the angel came and and there was a message to come to Moses now we must pay attention this is what Moses did. He paid attention. Now he's looking at this site, this, this great site. The bush is burning, but it's not being consumed. That lets us know that we have to pay attention to all aspects that are around us. Because God can be speaking to us. And if we don't pay attention, we will not hear him. Or we will not understand. Or we will not know that he's actually talking to us. So this lets us know that we have to pay attention to our surroundings. Not all the time is God talking, but we have to pay attention to our surroundings because a lot of times the devil is working a work. So we have to pay attention to what the enemy is doing. Not only what God is doing, but we have to pay attention to what the enemy is doing as well. So Moses decided to go and see what was happening. This bush is burning with fire, but it's not being consumed. And listen, verse 4: when the Lord saw, my God, from Zion, when God saw Moses, pay attention, when God saw that Moses, uh, 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 perceive or or was trying to perceive what was going on when God saw that Moses wanted to know what was actually happening God said he began to call Moses we just in verse 4 and he began to call Moses Moses listen God calls us by name God will call you by your name. Make no mistake. When God speaks, there is no reason for him to uh, stutter, if you will. God will call you by your name. And you best believe that you are going to know that it is God. He said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. That's, That's what we have to do. When God speaks. We have to say, here I am, Lord, speak. What do you have to say to me? I am listening. Then we go to verse 5. And God began to say, draw not nigh hither. Put off your shoes from up your feet. Because this place whereon thy standing is holy ground. Listen. God's initial hit the first thing that he Uh, uh, The first revelation, if you will, that he brought to Moses was about his holiness. God is holy. Therefore, we must be holy. He said, take your shoes off. Don't, Don't come any farther. Take your shoes off. Why? Because the ground that you're standing on is holy ground. Why? Because he is in the midst of the burning bush. So therefore, God is at the ground around the bush is holy. So this lets us know that God is holy and that we must be holy. That means a separation from sin and a separation from evil. We have to be committed to living a righteous life. This is God's first revelation to Moses. Holy. God is holy. Lee. my god we just at the sixth verse come on somebody we got about 15 minutes to go we only at the sixth verse and um god began to say i am he began to um uh, announce himself of who he was he's the god of his fathers abraham isaac and jacob And Moses was afraid, of course, that you're standing before the true and the living God. We have to reverence God. We have to know we have to fear God. The Bible said the angels encamp around those that fear him and they delivered him. We have to fear God, not fear as I'm afraid of this individual fear him as uh, because of his holiness because of his righteousness because of who he is we just learned last week that he is the creator the maker and the creator of everything so there must be a holy fear a righteous fear that this is the one who created me My God from Zion, we're going to go on, I got to go on. Verse seven. And the Lord said, listen to this. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. Don't think for one minute that God does not see you. I don't care what you're going through, what you're dealing with, your lifestyle, where you where you stand in this world, upon this earth. Let me assure you that God sees you and not only you, but he sees what you're going through verse 7 says and the Lord said I have surely without without a, 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 a doubt without a notion you must know I have surely seen the affliction of my people and I have heard their cry God hears you listen don't let that devil tell you that god does not see you don't let him tell you that god does not hear your cry if you open your mouth to god my god from zion he will hear you from his holy hill from his holy mountain oh my god from his his throne room god hears you when you call upon him so do not be afraid Do not say, oh, God does not hear me. If you're crying with a righteous cry, you're calling from your heart and you're asking and you're pleading and you're desiring God. Let me tell you, we can take all of that from verse 7 here in Exodus, the third chapter, that God sees you and that God hears you. Whatever you're going through, And it says, for I know their sorrows. Listen, that's why Jesus came upon this earth. The Bible tells us that he was acquainted with grief. My God from Zion. Jesus went through everything that we could imagine upon this earth. He went through it, but he did not sin. That's why the Bible said we can come boldly. To the throne of grace. We have not a high priest who does not know our affliction. He does not. He he knows how we feel in so many words. He knows the affliction. He knows the pain. He knows the sorrow. That's why we can boldly go before the throne of God. And say, God, see me. God, hear me. God, this is what I'm dealing with. This is how I feel. And, and, and be be uh, open, be transparent with God. Why? Because he already sees you. We, we see this in verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, by reason of the, the masters that are, 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 are the leaders or the ones that are over them. By reason of that, because of that. This is another reason why I hear their cry. For I know their sorrows. And verse 8, he said, and I am coming down. I have, I am come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians. Honey, let me tell you, when God is ready, when his time is there, when his time is right, He is going to come down and he is going to deliver his people. That includes you and that includes me. When God is ready, when he feels like we have met uh, uh, those those necessary preparations have come to pass, that important character uh, uh, adjustments that we need, those leadership developments, if, if God is leading us in that direction, whatever God is calling us to do, listen, when God said, okay, she is right for picking, or he is right for picking, you better know, verse said, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians, and to bring them out of this land, and to get Give unto them or take them into a large land, a land flowing with milk and honey. My God, my God, we are gleaning so much out of these few verses here in Exodus chapter 3. And God began to continue to say what He's going to do for the children of Israel and who He is. And Moses began to wonder, why me? Basically, Who am I that I should do this great thing? And some of us may be thinking that today. Who am I that I'm uh, for God to call me into um, uh, bringing forth the gospel of Jesus Christ in our day and our time? Who am I that God is choosing me? Why am I in such a, 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 a test? Why am I in such sorrow? Why am I in such pain? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? A lot of us can say that. Why is this happening to me? Let me tell you, if God has his hand on you, that's why it is happening to you. God said that he's going to be with Moses. And when all is said and done, Moses is going to worship him upon this very same mountain, Mount Horea, Mount Sinai, if you will. And Moses began to question God and say, well, when I go back and tell the people that I have met with you, you have met with me and they're going to ask me, what is his name? You know, all these questions, Moses is, his mind is, is cackling, cackling. Does that, does that not sound familiar? Your mind cackling. Oh, God said this, God said that to you. And then you're like, oh my God, well, what what are the people going to think? Or. I'm I'm nobody. Why would God choose me? Or what are the people going to think when when God uses me for his glory? What is my family going to think? What are my friends going to think? Listen, my God, God said unto Moses, we are in verse 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. This is the name that you're going to tell the people. I am that I am, he said. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent you. I am God. I am. I am. I'm the making the creator of the heavens and the earth. I am the one that is speaking to you. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. I need you guys to get... um make sure that you get a bible that gives you strong uh, concordance on the inside of it because i need you to look in your Strong's concordance to learn a lot of these things to get definitions of these words in the bible and i'm gonna go here to my strong concordance really fast And I'm going to go down to verse 14 because we're about to wrap this up. We're over our time limit but we're going to wrap this up and I'm going to look and see what the concordance say when God said I am that I am. Am. To be. Become. Come to pass. Exist. Happen. Fall out. To come about, come to pass, all of this is the definitions of am. To occur, to come to pass, be done, to be done, be finished, be gone. I am that I am. This is the definition of who God is. to come into being, to arise, to appear, to come. I am. I just am who I am. I am the maker and the creator of the heavens and the earth. There is no other definition. Just know who I am. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And God began to tell him, you know, go to the elders of the people. You go to the elders, you tell the elders what I have told you and I want you to go before the king of Egypt, before the, the uh, Pharaoh and you tell them or you tell him that to let my people go, that I want them to go three, day, three days journey into the wilderness that they may sacrifice unto me. But God also said, and I want you to remember this for future reference when we begin to continue in the book of Exodus. I want you to underline verse 19. God told Moses all these great things. You go to the people, you tell them that I am, that I am sent you. Uh, to the elders of the people and and then go before Pharaoh I have visited you tell Pharaoh that uh, the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob I have visited you and I want you to let my people go I want them to go into the wilderness and I want them to sacrifice unto me and verse 19 underline verse 19 because I want you to remember this verse 19 And I, this is God speaking, and I am sure that the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh, will not let you go. After all of this, God said, you go and you tell him what I said. But one thing I want you to to know and to remember, that I know for surety that the king, the Pharaoh of Egypt, will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. And then God said in verse 20, underline verse 20, God said, and then I will, he said, and I will stretch out my hand. God is saying he will get involved in the situation by his might and by his power. I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. Then, after that, he will let you go. So, in other words, God, man, Moses, the elders, they're going to go to Pharaoh and they're going to say the God of our fathers came and spoke with us. He convened with us and he told us to come to you and tell you to let us go so we can go out in the uh, wilderness and that we can make sacrifices unto him. And God said, the Pharaoh's not going to let you go. He's not going to let you go, but by a strong, a mighty hand. And then I, being God, I'm going to stretch out my hand and I am going to smite Egypt. He's going to strike Egypt. He's going to beat Egypt. He's going to slay Egypt. He's going to kill Egypt. That's why I say you need to get a a Bible with the Strong's Concordance or Strong's Numbers so you can look up these words. And even if you just have a Webster dictionary, it's better to have a Bible dictionary. But even Webster, look up the words, smite. And I will stretch out my hand and I will smite Egypt. Look up smite. But it's best to look it up in in a Bible dictionary. But you can look it up in a regular dictionary if you don't have it. What is smite? I'm going to hit. I'm going to beat. I'm going to slay. I'm going to kill. I'm going to clap. Come on. I'm going to attack. I'm going to destroy. I'm going to conquer. I'm going to chastise. These are definitions of smite and I will stretch out my hand and I will beat Egypt. I will slay Egypt, I will kill Egypt. I will chastise Egypt with all my wonders. With all my wonders. With all my marvelous works. With all my extraordinary works. Distinguishing works. Come on somebody. When you look up the definition of the words. It comes even the more clear to you. All of my marvelous works. Which I will do in the midst of. And after that. After God is done, after God is finished, putting a whipping on you, what does the Bible said? Ha, and I will stretch out my hand, and I will smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof, and after that, he will let you go. And I will give my people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. They're going to be like, oh, they're going to be like, these people, the God is with them. The true and the living God, the making and Creator of the heavens and earth is with these people. And we are not, we're, actually, we're going to give them. We're going to give them treasures. We're going to give them gold. We're going to give them silver, silver as they leave us. They will not leave Egypt empty-handed. Why? Because the Egyptians will know without a shadow of a doubt that God's people serve the true and the living God. Not this fake God that said, Well, I'm going to give you power, and then he beat the crap out of you at night. Not that God. The true and the living God, my God from Zion, Thank you for listening to Sister Allie Cat's T. We are 15 minutes over time, but we have just read and broke down the majority of Exodus chapter 3, and we have found some great nuggets. We have gleaned from Exodus chapter 3, and we have learned some good stuff. That Moses was not on the backside of the desert for nothing. We have learned that God knew with the surety about his people. He knew. He saw the afflictions. He saw them. He heard them. He knew their sorrow. And not only did he know all of this, but he came down. He came off of his throne to come see about his people people. And not only that, we also learn who he is. I am that I am. That's just the bottom line. I am who I am. I am the completion of it. I am that person. My God, <coughs> excuse me. And not only that, we learn that God knew that uh, the Pharaoh, or the king of Egypt if you will would not let the people go not only at a, a not just a request but god had to come in with his marvelous works he had to come in and smite the egyptians he had to smite egypt before the pharaoh would let the people go and not only did they the Egyptians let the people go, but they did not go empty-handed. They left the gold and silver and garments. My God from Zion. God is a good God. Yes, He is. Guys, I enjoyed this Bible study here today, and I cannot wait to see what we find out on tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Sister Allie Katz T where we talk about all things church related. And in the year of 2024 we're going to do some in-depth or we're going to do some Bible study basically. And we are going to learn as we journey through the Bible. We're going to learn biblical teachings that uh, should every everyone that names the name of Christ should know. So these are picked out teachings that we're going to learn in 2024 so thanks for listening to to sister ellicott's T. please like comment follow and share follow this ministry on all social media platforms and there will be a link in the description for the actual scripture readings that we will be reading throughout the year as i um I admonish you to opt in so you can get your free listing of the scriptures that we will be reading so you can be prepared to talk about or to listen to or even comment about what you have learned in the scriptures. God bless you and God keep you. And I just want to say a prayer over you quickly before we close out. Excuse me. I just want to pray a quick prayer over you. May God bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift you up or may he lift his confidence upon you and give you peace. In Jesus name I pray. Amen and amen. Talk to you soon.